Hello and welcome to our University of Strathclyde podcast series, run out of the world-famous School of Education, right in the heart of the beautiful city of Glasgow in Scotland. We bring you a mix of meet and academic interviews, thought pieces, conversations and provocations on all things education, to give you a glimpse into our world-leading education research here at Strathclyde and of course to stimulate your questions and thinking around the meaning, purpose and practice of education in schools, in communities, and of course, in all our lives. Hello, and welcome to the School of Education podcast here at the University of Strathclyde. Today, I am delighted to welcome the team from the Postgraduate Certificate in Supporting Teacher Learning. We've got with us Dr. Anna Beck, Professor Aileen Kennedy, and Professor Kate Wall. So we have the three golden girls, no, they're not that old. We have the three tutors um, that teach across the three modules of the Supporting Teacher Learning course. Um, Aileen is the module leader for module one. Anna is the module leader for module two. And Kate is the course leader and the module leader for module three. So welcome, all three of you. Thank you. Thank you. OK, so let's get started. Maybe, maybe we could begin with a wee bit of background to the course, give um, our listeners a bit of an insight into where the course has come from and where we've got to now. And I know, Aileen, that you initiated the course some time ago now, so maybe you want to kick us off with that. Yes, I will do. So this is a, a complicated story, I guess, because I actually initiated this course um, when I worked at Strathclyde last time round, and I've had a period working away and have recently come back and I'm really delighted to see that the course is in really good shape and to be able to work on it again. Because when we first created it, it was actually, I guess, what you might call a, a perfect policy storm that allowed it um, to, be, to be instigated. But we had been working for some years with teacher mentors on the new, well, what was then the new teacher induction scheme throughout the 2000s. And... The group of us who were working on that course always felt that the, the power of a really good education around mentoring and teacher learning was such an important thing, but there just somehow wasn't the policy pressure to, to force that. So when Donaldson reported and included as one of the recommendations that all teachers should see themselves as teacher educators and should be trained in mentoring, um, and I actually did read that off my notes, but it is the one recommendation of Donaldson that I do know off by heart. So this gave us a bit of impetus to do something and that alongside the increased um, emphasis on a partnership approach in teacher education gave us this sense of um, a need to do something a bit more structured. So we created this course specifically to support those people who were engaged in supporting teacher learning so that they would, along with us, have the opportunity to explore contemporary research on teacher learning, to think about the context that teachers learn in, and to think about how to do that in, the, in their own um, educational settings. So I think it has stood the test of time in terms of the way that policy has gone, but for me, it was the, I suppose, the perfect time in 2012 when we started it to, to be able to say, here's what's happening in policy. Here's something that we really need in order to be able to fulfill these policy aspirations. And then I left in 2015 
And I suppose the, the story is then continued by Kate. Yeah, so, so Anna and I took over in 2016. <clears throat> there was a bit of a gap with um, between departures and arrivals. Um, and at that point, although the substantial content of the modules didn't particularly change, I think the emphasis changed based on our expertise. So module two became far more of an explicit policy um, module as aligned with Anna's expertise and module three ended up having more of a practitioner inquiry element um, than, than before because of my own expertise. Um, I think the intent of the modules and the PG cert as a whole remains. It is to support those people who are um, working with and facilitating their own and colleagues learning or have aspirations to do a role that is, 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 is mentoring coaching in the future. Um, <clears throat> I think the po current policy directions around the national model for professional learning fit very well with what this programme is trying to do. Um, and, and as such, it, 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 that, that perfect policy storm that Aileen's talking about, it's, it's still there. And I still think that this um, PG CERT fulfills the, a very clear agenda in, in how we want and how we need teachers to be operating um, within a teaching and learning space for professional learning. Maybe you could say a wee bit about, because obviously some of our um, people that are listening aren't necessarily from the context that we're working in, Kate. So maybe you could say a wee bit about that model for professional learning. Yeah, so the, the model for professional, the national model for professional learning, if you Google those terms, it'll come up, um, was um, implemented or launched in 2018 um, at the Scottish Learning Festival. And I was part of the steering group that developed that model um, and what um, it did was create a model that could be used as a tool for professional learning. At the centre of the model is um, the connection between student and teacher and the feedback loop between student and teacher. And I'm really pleased about that. So much of professional learning rhetoric and theory is, is often dislocated from student learning. But in the end, we're all about student outcomes and we want teachers to be learning um, in a way that is connected with what they aspire and perceive student need to be and if you look at the research evidence about what makes good professional learning then the connection to student need is really important um, and then you have um, three sectors around it learning through inquiry um, learning as collaborative and building learning and understanding and then around that, as the brackets that combine all of that are the standards and learning for leadership. Um, and I think it creates a, a version of professional learning that is very inclusive. It's quite um, available to be personalised and, and be context specific. Um, but it's also because we designed it with a set of questions and inquiry in mind, it, it is a tool that can be used in a non-passive way so that it encourages teachers to be active in their learning, um, which I think is a real step forward to a lot of the professional learning models out there, which can be seen as quite passive and, and therefore can be ignored. So this becomes something that can be integrated into professional update and can be into, um, integrated into ITE, into any learning situation. And certainly there are schools that I'm aware of where they are using the model as, as a tool for professional dialogue. Interesting. 
So I'm, I'm interested, Anna, maybe um, you might want to help out with this. Um, who, who's the course for? I know you've all referred to talking about teachers, um, but, you know, are we talking about new teachers? Are we talking about head teachers? Or who, who are we talking about when we're talking about students on this course? Well, I think we've, we've found um, through our experience in teaching on it that it's, it's teachers at any, any level can come in. Um, and it's not just teachers working in schools. It can be teacher educators. And so we've had, um, I know originally when Aileen was running the course, there was um, a good number of teacher educators mm, yeah. that participated. And then recently, this last year, we've had that, that again. And um, so it's not just teachers, it's also teacher educators. And um, we've had educators working in further education as well coming in. I think it was last year and the year before we had some from a couple of colleges in Glasgow. Um, so I think it's, it's useful for teachers and educators at any stage of their career. Um, I mean, at, at some point, they will be supporting colleagues learning and even to think about their, their own learning is useful at, at any point in their career. Which leads me very nicely to ask Aileen a question. Now, she's already admitted that she could um, talk forever on particular topics, so I am a wee bit nervous about asking you this question. What do you mean when you're talking about teacher learning or teacher professional learning? So we're supporting teacher learning. The people on your course are students who are learning. But what do we mean when we talk about teacher learning generally? OK, so the succinct answer is what you're looking for here. <laughs> um, so I guess it's the learning that a teacher does in order to get better, um, which is quite a, an all-encompassing um, way of looking at it. So we're thinking about formal learning. So thinking about um, ITE, thinking about postgraduate qualifications, thinking about courses that um, teachers might go on. But we're also talking about informal learning. So we're talking about the learning that is um, um, that happens just by practicing alongside others. We're talking about the learning that um, is very individual because it's someone's own interest that sparked that particular piece of learning. So we're talking about learning, all learning that teachers do to get better. And we're also talking about career long learning. We're not just emphasizing the ITE and probation um, context, although I think it's fair to say that that's an area that the course does focus quite significantly on. Um, but crucially, I suppose to go back to a point that Kate made around this linking the student and teacher learning, we're thinking about teacher education pedagogy. So we're very used in our profession to thinking about pedagogy in terms of how we facilitate young people's learning. But here we're thinking about a pedagogy or pedagogies for teacher education and trying to, to engage in cutting edge research around how teachers learn so that we become more comfortable with ensuring that we have good fit for purpose and um, learning for teachers across the, the career lifespan. So that's the short version. Um, I could do the hour long version or the two week version as well, if, you, if you'd like that. Or well, people could just sign up. Yeah. <laughs> Indeed, yes. <laughs> but Anna, Aileen's talking about making people better teachers or that they will be teaching better. How, how is the course going to make people better teachers? Well, I think it depends what we mean by, by better teachers. Um, but I, I mean, looking at, at what we've been told by the people who've taken part in this course and, and what they find valuable, 
Um, I think that's that's one way we can look at it in terms of whether they feel like they it's made them better teachers or um, you know enjoy their job more or, or learning more. And I think the thing that they really enjoy is a chance to step back and reflect on their role with other people that aren't in their school, maybe other people that aren't in their in their local authority, and people at different levels. Um, people in, in different different roles as well to really step back and have that space to talk to other people and to look, look at research to look at new research to critique research critique policy gaining an awareness about how policy is made all the different forces that shape their role and i think even just understanding and and, and developing that awareness of of what shapes the role that they're in and what shapes the context for supporting professional learning in the workplace is a really really beneficial thing to have so I guess in some ways that's that's the way that I would say yes it makes them better teachers because they're developing an awareness of the wider context within which they they teach um, and if we're looking at the idea of transformative learning then that's a key component that's, that's needed for for that I think mm. to become that that change agent and to lead to lead change within within education so this idea of engaging I suppose in reflective practice and um, engaging with research and thinking about the ideas around their own learning and how to support other people's learning. If you, if you were all to recommend one piece that someone should read, who wants to volunteer what they think someone should go and read? And it could be a piece of your own. You might want to you might want to advertise one of your upcoming articles or something like that. But what what do you think people should read around the topics that Anna's just been? talking about. Aileen, do you want to start with model one? Oh, yeah. And again, you know, it's really it's like when someone asks you what your favourite movie is, it depends on the time of day and the mood. You know, I think there's a, a huge number of um, readings that we could recommend. I, I would, uh, I do use some of my own work, actually. I use um, a, a piece that came from my own PhD, which helps students to understand the the different kinds of models of professional learning and what kind of outcomes might be expected of these models and part of the reason I use it is actually because I can illustrate how um, my understanding has grown over the years as well so I mean it always seems a bit uh, odd to be saying read my own work but actually I like to be able to use my own work as a case study of how work can change and morph and um, be different in relation to different policy contexts. But I guess if I, I'm just going to stick another one in as well, I do think um, the work of Judith Sachs for me has always been quite a, um, a stimulating read. And I, I like the idea of her conceptualization of professionalism, which I think is really helpful in terms of thinking about the power of professional learning. Anna, is there anything you want to recommend? Well, I was going to recommend uh, Judith Sachs as well. But luckily, I came up with the second option because I guess that you might um, come up with that one too. Um, and I think the work that Stephen Ball has done around policy enactment in schools, and um, it's a book, How Schools Do Policy, and there's a few papers that have come off that that we use in module two to look at the way um, that teachers um, can change policy as they, as they enact it and the way that schools can enact policy in, in different ways. And in that way, teachers do have agency but I think looking at that process in a, in a bit more depth, that paper is really helpful for understanding understanding the way that national policy doesn't just come into a school. And it's 
And Kate? So the, the, the core one that I would often go back to, and, and I know that um, students who've done the course have found it really helpful, is um, Helen Timpley's 10 Principles of Professional Learning. Just because it brings us back, it's a, it's a synthesis of research, so it's quite useful at giving an overview. It's a bit dated now, um, but I think it still stands. And, and one of the things I like about that is the number one principle is that link with student need. So it's always coming back to that connection which is often lost. I, I sat through my fair share of professional learning experiences as a teacher that had very little connection to what I saw at the need to be in my classroom. Um, and so that, that's very helpful. Um, the other thing, um, sort of building on what Aileen said, is I do use our book, Research Methods for Understanding Professional Learning in module three, um, but that's only come out in the last year or so. Um, and what I've so the group that were, um, the two groups that were prior to that being sent off as a manuscript were actually part of helping my thinking in writing those chapters. So we were discussing the issues and developing the thinking. And, um, and so they were seeing drafts uh, of my thinking as it emerged. And so one of the key things that I think is apparent across the PGCERT, but particularly in module three, is that I am a practitioner inquirer alongside them supporting teacher learning and I have some answers um, I don't have all of them by a long way and I am learning about this very complex and um, connected thing alongside them a lot of the time and the dialogue that comes out in these sessions is is a learning dialogue for all of us um, and um, by trying to um, um, show that with 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 my own writing and my own thinking um is it's been a really important part of what i think the course brings um and, and i think it's helpful to see that leaders don't have all the answers and and are, and are learning alongside so learning is truly career long even if you are outside of the school system and a nice suggestion kate as people are writing their santa lists you know, if anyone's listening, looking for something to buy that special teacher in their lives, yeah. it's available from all good bookshops now or Amazon if you're listening in lockdown. Yeah. So it's called what? Say it again. Research, Research methods. methods for understanding professional learning. Excellent. Cheap at half the price. Uh -huh. I don't know how much it costs, to be honest, but yeah. Yes. <laughs> so what, what will the students do on... On the, on the modules? I mean, we understand that they're going to be doing a lot of reflection, but you know, what are they going to be learning about in, that they can take into practice? So I think there's a number of um, different aspects to that. Um, and, and one of those is the logistics of how they're going to learn it and, and then what they're going to learn. So in terms of how they're going to learn it, then each module is structured around two Saturdays and four evenings. At the moment, it's Tuesday evenings. Um, so the, the Saturdays bracket the, the evenings um, and the content of those sessions is um, a mixture of, of workshop, um, tutorial, lecture and discussion based tasks. Um, as Anna pointed out really eloquently, it is about the, the students in the sessions learning from each other. They come from such a range of practice um, different roles, different promoted posts. I mean, we've had TED teachers take this course. We've had relatively new teachers who are just moving into mentor their first student teacher um, or have aspirations to do that. And so sharing practice and experience 
Um, we create an honest space where people can reflect as honestly as possible. Um, it's a safe space, but it's also a brave space where people can express their learning and the, the tentative thinking they have about that learning. Um, so expect to come to talk, really. Um, all three of us can talk um, <laughs> and we will join you in those conversations. But it's about you also being prepared to to, to verbalise your learning and to, to try and express where you are at with no judgment attached because we're all learning and sometimes we get it right and sometimes we get it wrong. And I mean, obviously people are, are going to finish the module having done their assignments and so on and they'll be awarded their postgraduate certificate in supporting teacher learning, but there's also General Teaching Council for Scotland Professional Recognition. Maybe you could say a wee bit about that for people. So Aileen, do you want to start this off and then I'll finish? Yeah, just um, quite significantly actually for the course, it was one of the very first courses to be awarded professional recognition, which is when the General Teaching Council endorses the registration um, the register, sorry, um, the teaching register with a, a specialism. So prior to this model, it used to be that an individual teacher would put in an application with evidence to say why they thought they deserved um, professional recognition in a particular area. But supporting teacher learning became one of the first courses to actually gain that so that you gain it automatically if you complete what's required of the course. So that we first got professional recognition in 2012. Mm. And, and then we were one of the first courses to go through reaccreditation um, in 2018-2019. So we went through that successfully. Um, the updates to the course, um, the policy element and, and particularly the practitioner inquiry element were um, applauded in that review process as being um, an update that recognised the changing professional learning landscape of Scotland and, and fitting very well with what was being required, the fit with a professional learning model, which was obviously quite natural. And I was part of the steering group and, you know, I lead this, the, this course. So that, that synergy was, was applauded in that process as being very helpful um, in, in updating the process. Um, in terms of what that happens, um, it, once you complete module three, you submit a, um, a form that, that goes through to the GCCS and we have a celebratory day, COVID allowing, um, where um, two years ago, Ken Muir actually came along and listened to presentations from students as part of module two. And then we had champagne and strawberries at lunchtime with the awards of the professional recognition for the previous cohort. And it, it's worthy of celebration. It's a really big achievement and it's something to shout about. And you did shout about it to the point of getting an award, did you not, the course? won an award recently? Um, we, as part of the professional recognition GTCS process, we got to go for a fancy dinner with Doogie Vipond and get awarded a trophy, which has sat in my office and has been eight months not looked at. <laughs> but, but yeah, so that was part of the professional recognition process. So I know that you've, you've kind of alluded to this a wee bit um, already in terms of talking about people supporting um, maybe new teachers and so on, but in terms of their studies and then also in terms of their career, what, what might students go on to do next? So maybe I'll start with this and, and you might want to chip in, Kate and Anna, but I think one of the most important things that many or most of them do is keep doing what they're doing 
in terms of their own jobs, but they do it with uh, more knowledge, maybe more effectively, and we hope, and in most cases it is the case, more enjoyably, that actually they enjoy their work more and they feel they do a better job of this particular aspect. But that said, actually lots of them have in the past gone on to either be promoted in their own schools or in other schools, and some have gone on to do other jobs like moving, for example, from school into a university or moving to work in the General Teaching Council or, or various other educational bodies. And many of them go on to do further master's level study and indeed on to the to doctoral study, in particular the EDD, which, Kate, maybe you want to say something about the, the pathway into the EDD. Yeah, so the PG Cert is a pathway through the master's and through the EDD. And so um, on successful completion of these three modules, students get a choice. They can carry on, well, they can depart with the PG Cert and, and, and the professional recognition that goes along with. They can um, keep going through to complete the master's, obviously keeping the, the professional recognition as well. Or they can um, progress through to the EDD, um, which would mean that if their thesis is in the same area, then they would get an, an after considerable amount of study, um, an EDD with brackets supporting teacher learning. So it would be a specialism, a name specialism that would mark their EDD out um, in this area. Now, this is your moment. I know that you three are wonderful people, that you're very clever, that you know your subject inside out and that you're a joy to work with. But perhaps you haven't communicated that in the last 20 minutes as effectively as you might have wanted to. Why should people come to Strathclyde to study with you three supporting teacher learning? Kate, kick us off. That's really hard. Um, I think that what we offer is something relatively novel in that we are living and breathing the process of inquiry and, and the idea that we are professionally learning alongside the cohort. We are leading the modules and we are going to um, put across a variety of different experiences, but we are not suggesting this is a fait accompli. And I think that is is relatively novel. So it's not a delivery of stuff in the same way as many master's modules are. We're gonna ask you to be active. We're gonna ask you to engage with your learning at multiple different levels. And, and we will hopefully model that alongside you um, and, 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 and personify this, this idea of, of, of professional learning with you. Great, Anna. Sorry, you might be able to- It's kind of like a bad version of Blind Date, isn't it? <laughs> A little bit. Um, yeah, I think as, as Kate said, I think we do it slightly differently at Strathclyde um, in the way that we're learning as we go alongside the teachers. And then the other part of that is um, I feel like the course is quite flexible in that, you know, teachers have busy, busy days and they're coming to these classes either on a Saturday um, or in the evening after they've been teaching all day. So, you know, we have, we have reading that that's recommended for each each um, each of the sessions, but we don't always expect that they have to do it. You know, we understand that sometimes that's that's difficult, and that flexibility I think is really important when you're when you're working with with teachers. Um, and there's flexibility as well. You know, when we're running the sessions, it's a lot of discussion, a lot of talking to each other, supporting each other, and I think that's where a lot of the learning takes place. 
um, having it in that kind of discussion uh, format, mm -hmm. I think, can, can be quite helpful. And contestant number three, Aileen? <laughs> yeah, just one thing to add to that. And that would be that actually this is genuinely an opportunity for students to have influence. So all three of us are researching um, in this area, although in slightly different kind of subsections. And our research is based on the, the work that we do in practice. So if you're in our, our course, in our classes, then you're actually influencing the the kind of shape and direction of the research we do. Equally, we're all, all three of us are involved in policy matters. We're involved in um, policy development. We're really well networked with policymakers around professional learning. So again, you've got an influence there. So when we go and represent what we believe teachers to, to be saying and doing and thinking, it's you, our students that are actually doing that. So yeah, come and have an influence with us, please. It's great fun as well. Brilliant. And if people want to come along, the application form is online. You start in January. And although it says it's a January 2021 start, we still, uh, September 2021 start, they still fill that in in order to start in January if they want to go this year, yeah? Yes. Um, the, the, the form is not helpful at the moment. Um, and it, hopefully it will be changed in the next couple of weeks. I'm nagging. Um, but it... it apply online and ignore the start date the modules start in January with module one and will finish in a calendar year so um, one per term um, with submission dates about um, Easter July and January the following year um, for, the, for the three modules um, it's I think Anna's point about flexibility is really important we do try and fit in the sessions and the submission dates around school holidays and you know so we're not requiring you to come here after a, a, a day of holiday we also put the assignment dates after school holiday in after school holidays we don't put it at the end of the summer holidays we put it in the middle so at least you can have reward yourself with a trip to ibiza fingers crossed next summer um so that yeah carrots and sticks um and it it's it should be yeah come join the Strath community it's it's supportive and very few people leave once they've got the bug Aileen came back <laughs> yeah, absolutely can't... couldn't resist it <laughs> yeah we can't get rid of some folk anyway <laughs> thank you very much and um thank thanks for your time and if people want to ask questions they'll find some information on the website but they can also contact you Kate yes. via the website too brilliant thank you Thank you for listening in to our Strathclyde Education Podcast Series. We'll be back soon with another episode.